This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, I came so close to not. To, I was just thinking to myself, just just as I was waiting for that part of the opening song that I have for my show, uh, which is a song called Ram, and that's a, a friend of mine, his band, The Olius, uh, The Yolius. Uh, they, uh, um, you know, he said, "Yeah, you can use my song if you want." So uh, I put that in there, and so I wait for a certain point in that song where I come in and start talking, and it just seems it just seems to work just so well. And now, uh, whenever I hear that song, I think of my show. You know, like whenever I hear the Pretenders, uh, uh, their my city was gone. I think of Rush Limbaugh's show. Eh, well, you know, mine's his. His is a little more well known. Uh, anyway, um, as that musical cue was being awaited by me, I thought, am I going to talk? <laughs> I just had that moment. Says, am I going to say something? When I, I should be saying something pretty quick here, shouldn't I? I should say, and then I just started talking. And here I am. Uh, another show. So, let's see. Did uh, anything of interest uh, take place this past week? Anything interesting in the news? Yeah, there was that whole Trump Mueller report thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, ugh, I don't want to talk about him. I, yeah, it's just I don't want to talk. You know, look, you just just take my advice. Just keep telling yourselves in six years he won't be president anymore. I know. <laughs> Feel better? <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Thinking six years, I. Yeah, maybe it won't be six years. I hope it won't. But ain't I a stinker? <laughs> you feel better? Only just another six years. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't want to talk about that. No, no, no. Something else happened. When I... Let's see, it was Monday uh, afternoon. I went and picked up my son from school. And I uh, was giving Amy a, a break. I had the car, for whatever reason. And uh, so I went and picked him up from school. And he said... Uh, did you hear there was a fire? There's a fire. Uh, cathedral's on fire. I said, which one? You know, I was thinking because we have a cathedral in St. Paul, Minnesota. We have a cathedral there, and, uh, and I thought maybe that's what he meant. And he said, nah, I don't know. It's something like I don't know. It's something like Nosferatu. Uh, that's the name of it, I think. Something like that. So I no, I had not heard that that was on fire and got home looked it up and sure enough uh, the Nosferatu 
cathedral uh, was on fire. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about the the Notre Dame cathedral. But that's my, that's this. It, it was close. That's what my son had. He, he he knew it wasn't right. He just said, "I don't know. It's something like Nosferatu." I and I did say to him, "Notre Dame." He says, "Yeah, that sounds like it." I said, "That's on fire." And he says, "Yeah." You know, I, said, I hadn't heard it. So when I got back to work, I looked it up, and sure enough, it was burning. And I thought, "Wow, uh, uh, that's the, okay." You know, I'm an atheist, right? And I, I, but I took no pleasure in in, in such a historic uh, landmark of a building, uh, a beautiful structure such as you know, the, uh, such as that, uh, with all the, you know, the artwork that's inside of it, and and what it means to the country of France, yeah, just just as a as a as a as a landmark, not necessarily as a religious thing. Uh, I, I just I. I, was, I, I did. I took no pleasure in seeing that it was burning, um, and it was strange how I wouldn't have. Of course, I should have known that. But you know, they say that you know the 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 roof was on fire, and the roof was made of wood, and I, and I, uh, I don't know what I thought the roof was made of, but I should. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, it's made of wood. What else? Of course. Um, apparently, there was some. Renovations being done to the church. There was a whole bunch of scaffolding set up on the building, and at at this point, uh, four or five days later after the fire, um, I think we're pretty sure it it was not intentionally set. Uh, It wasn't any kind of terroristic thing. It wasn't struck by lightning. They think it was some uh, electrical accident you know some short in the electrical system something like that that started the fire and it was an accident and i do believe it was related to the renovations going on so the people working on the renovations got to feel pretty bad i'd imagine uh is it president marcone is he president or prime minister i think he's president of france leader of france uh was has been pretty bold in saying that we the french will rebuild will repair will put a new roof on will will take care of the cathedral and and do so in in 5 years i think that's what i read and okay um so there's a couple of things that occur to me with uh the uh, with this fire on that on that big old church. That's a cathedral, I know, but I might call it a church once in a while. Okay, so it just cathedral has three syllables, and church only has one. It's so it might come out a lot easier. So just bear with me if I do that. All right, don't hold it against me. It's the same thing, right? It's just a different kind of church, uh, which are built. They're built. Uh, the structure of a cathedral is built like a cross. You know, if you look at it from above, it's done in the shape of a cross. Um, it's just that's just how they are, how they're done. The cathedral that we have here in St. Paul, which I think is called St. Paul's Cathedral, um, that is is if you look at it from above, you'll see that it's in the form of a cross. There's a long axis and a short axis that cuts across in, in a in the shape of a cross. Um, it's very the the short axis of it is uh, not as as wide uh, along, not as long as the uh, the one in as uh, Notre Dame's, but it's there. 
the basic shape is there. And I think that's how they do cathedrals. I think that's a rule in the architecture. I could be wrong. I didn't look that part up. The thing's been, it was built, it took a couple hundred years to build. It's been there for, what, 800 years? And, you know, it is, it's a marvel to behold. It, it's, you know, and again, as I say, as an atheist, I'm not taking any pleasure in this because it's, it's the historical value of it, an achievement that uh, human beings were able to attain uh, at such a level. And it, it's, you know, it's sad. I feel sad for the, for the French people, but it's good to know that structurally the building is still sound. Uh, the roof is gone, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're working on it. They're shoring it up just to make sure the walls are, stay in place. I think one of the stained glass windows was destroyed or damaged, but I think most everything else, the art and artifacts and the altar and... And a, and a and a certain gold cross on that altar were undamaged, uh, pretty much. Maybe some water, maybe some smoke, you know, that kind of stuff. But really, it was mainly the roof, which had that cool spire that came down. Uh, and that's that's what's going on. And right now, they are taking out some statues, getting things out of the way, and just to, so to safeguard them, just in case. And then they're, they're going to go back to work to it. And as I said, there was a couple other things I was going to mention about this. And that is uh, one of the things that came up out of this story was that uh, um, a couple of French billionaires just hopped right in and to donate hundreds of millions of euros to to get this cathedral rebuilt, uh, to, to put the roof back on it. And that's gotten a little pushback. Uh, apparently... Over there in French land, since about November, I guess every Saturday there are protests. Uh, they call them the Yellow Vest protests, uh, and and they're they're um, they're speaking out against the the social inequities and uh, inequalities within France. Uh, you know, they're they're sort of I think they're along the lines of the 99 percenters, a bit of that, and it's all this you know the rich rich people have too much money and that kind of stuff and they're pointing at it saying well sure you, you got money for that but you don't have money to help uh, you know help solve some of the social inequality in France but you'll jump to put this you know money into the church some other people suggest well they're just doing it for the tax deductions and I've heard that uh, at least one of the donors said no they will not be asking for any tax deduction for this this donation and uh, maybe the same one had said besides uh, his corporation or company or whatever, they've already maxed out their donations that they can take a tax deduction on. They've already done that. So this is just over and above. And, you know, the protesters do have a point. <laughs> it is kind of, it is awfully strange and weird to think that some people just have so much money. It's just, especially when, um, if you're like me, <laughs> it's just like, how is it, what would, what in the world would life be like to have so much money? Yeah, it's, I mean, I know the problems aren't all going to go away. I will mention something. This is a little sidetrack, so just go with me here. 
locally here in the Twin Cities a couple weeks ago, uh, news broke of a uh, of a, a rich guy. Uh, this guy was known back in the uh, back in the 80s and 90s. He was a corporate raider type. His name was I think it was Irwin Jacobs. He made a ton of money doing his corporate rating, which don't ask me to explain what he was doing, but he just, you know, he'd make tons of money. He'd go in, acquire companies, sell them, and and lay everybody off and close them out. You know, he just he just did stuff like that. And he got rich doing it. And uh, apparently, uh, he and his wife of 20 years, uh, his junior, were found dead in his. Uh, palatial estate out uh, out by Lake Minnetonka and uh, and it it appears to be a murder suicide uh, that uh, he killed her and then killed himself which always you know if you're going to if you insist on committing suicide which you shouldn't and if you feel any kind of suicidal type things seek help it's out there get help but if you are feeling suicidal and you're determined to do that but you also want to kill somebody else do the suicide first just do that first, and then and then go on your killing spree. But uh, but don't commit suicide. You know, get the help. Um, anyway, they were talking about in the news about uh, the couple and the wife. And the wife was an artist, and they were showing some of her art. And art is subjective. Some people's trash is another person's treasure. You know that kind of thing. Uh, I looked at it and I thought, meh. You know, it's, you know, this book, man. <laughs> Wasn't over, you know, overly impressed. I can't even describe what I saw, but it was just like, I don't know, some... I don't know, I, it's hard to... Like, interiors of rooms and that had weird coloring and just kind of loosely done, somewhat abstract, somewhat whatever. And I looked at it, and um, I, I said, <laughs> said to my wife, and she got me with a zinger, Said to my wife, says, "I don't know that kind of art. That's that's you hang that in the bathroom." And she says, "Yeah, like like Picasso." Now, why is that a zinger? Uh, in our bathroom, just over there, I'm pointing over to it. We have a uh, a print of a Picasso hanging in the bathroom. <laughs> and when she said that, I went, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Shows you what I know. Anyway, back to Notre Dame. Uh, the second thing that occurred to me, now this is where my atheism will manifest itself. Um, it's, it's already been commented on. It's a, it's a tweet that went around, and I did mention part of it in my earlier bit of my talk. Uh, the the uh, um, a tweeter put this out on their feed uh, and with a picture of the altar of the church with the with the with the gold cross up there and this is uh, the picture I guess is from after the fire had been put out and uh, and the tweeter wrote. Uh, after all the aftermath and destruction, that's not a great sentence. <laughs> After all the aftermath, what? what does she, I know it's not. A, after all the aftermath, after all the aftermath, what? What the hell is that? <laughs> it's just, just, just. All you had to say was after all the destruction, 
of the Notre Dame fire, the altar and cross remained untouched. Yeah, okay. And the person continues, Please explain to me how you still don't believe in God after seeing this. Um, I, wh huh? What? Ex huh? Explain to you how I still don't believe in God after s seeing that the that the gold cross hadn't been damaged and the altar hadn't been, you know, hadn't been destroyed when it was the roof that was on fire. How how do I explain that? Well, I'll tell you how I'll explain that. Uh, but after the break, uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll be back after the break, and I'll get right back to explaining how I still don't believe in God after seeing this. Okay? I'll be back. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Warmer weather in Minnesota means deer ticks are now feeding in a wooded area near you. Fight the bite. To avoid Lyme and other diseases from deer ticks, use tick repellent. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. I am living on Channel Z. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. All these crazy mixed up lies that floating all around Making me so some suspect to me now When you get tight-lipped, I don't want to know what you think and welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, I was talking about the Notre Dame fire. The roof is gone, uh, totaled, just, you know, but the structure itself is still pretty sound, and the, the French people have vowed that they will rebuild, and billionaires are stepping up to hand over money, as are other people, and so it seems as though they'll, they'll be able to... Um, take care of it and you know the roof that burned wasn't an original it wasn't original to the, to the it had been rebuilt itself at some point and and so you know and, but anyway so this this big old cathedral this big old church and sit around for 800 years uh, big fire roof comes down and and this person on the the, the Twitter verse decides it says after all the aftermath <coughs> And destruction of the Notre Dame fire, the altar and cross remained untouched. Please explain to me how you don't believe in God after seeing this. 
Okay. Uh, some other people, a couple of the people, explained something to this person on Twitter, and they said, well, you know, wood burns at 600 degrees Celsius. And I don't know if that is in, in real temperatures, but you know, Celsius, you know. <laughs> But you know it's French, so might as well stay with the you know with the European temperature gauge. Yeah, that's what burn wood burns at 600 degrees Celsius, whereas uh, gold will melt at uh, 1,064 degrees Celsius. So the fire wouldn't have been hot enough. They're saying now maybe it might have been a little hotter, and that depends. You know, if, if, I, I, what do I know? I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a physicist. I I don't know about fire. Uh, but 600 degrees seems pretty hot to me. <laughs> but it wouldn't have melted. Uh, I'll take that as okay. I can accept that. That seems about you know that seems reasonable. All right. And I didn't. I suppose I could hunt down what is the melting point of gold, but uh, it seems reasonable to me. Okay, and that's a okay response. It, it, it there's that's I think that's okay. You know, here's the response. You're, the gold of the cross was okay because it just didn't get hot enough to melt. Fine. That's why it's. That's why it didn't get destroyed. But I, you know, I would remind the person who tweeted that the roof of the damn church was on fire. Okay, so maybe the altar was fine and the structure's not, you know, terribly damaged or anything. But the roof was on the, the church, the cathedral caught on fire. So God was thoughtful enough to protect the altar and the cross, but he didn't care enough about the roof? Are, are we to interpret this as, that must be that God wants the church to be, you know, open-aired. I don't want a roof on that church. I burned it off. What are you doing building it back? What are you what are we doing? You're 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 going against the will of God, are you not? If that's what you're going to say, that's I'll explain that to you. I don't believe in God because well, if he's going to stop, why wouldn't he have stopped the fire? Why didn't he stop the fire? Well, I know he works in mysterious ways and he has a plan. I know. I just it still doesn't work. <laughs> Your damn church caught on fire. <laughs> You know, and and it's and it reminds me of these other things that these, um, you know, the idea uh, when people call something a miracle, uh, an apartment building collapses. Uh, there are 120 people in the apartment building, and everybody dies. And a couple days later, they're digging through the rubble, and they find in some little crevice somehow a baby managed to fall into that little crevice and survived, and is found alive. And everybody says it's a miracle. You know, okay, okay. Instead of 120 people dying, only 119 died. It's what? How? How is that a miracle? How did God? You know, how did God intervene? How did? Why? What's? You know, what if that baby grows up to be Hitler or the next one? <laughs> what if? What if that's that's that was God's will? He has a plan. It doesn't. It, it does. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Yet that doesn't work, and it's, and and I always bring up this example, because it's it's this strange thing that that we human beings are capable of doing. We're capable of twisting ourselves around something in order to hold on to uh, a belief or an idea that might have been shown to be wrong, 
And we all do it, regardless if it's religion or politics or whatever, life choices, something. We, that we all tend to do it, and we, and we have to be cognizant of that fact to try to protect against doing it, but we still do it because, you know, we're human beings, and we do this stuff. I'm sure I do it on things. It it's just happens. So, yeah, it's, you remember, remember that airplane that landed on the Hudson some years ago? And I bring this example up somewhat frequently. And... And this, this is just in my, okay, in, in human beings twisting around to be able to hold on to a religious belief, to be able to hold on to the belief in God. And I, I, what they'll do is, you know, uh, just to remind you what happened, this, this, this commercial jet line, airliner takes off from some airport over in either New Jersey or New York or something, and, and, or it's in that area, takes off and almost immediately... Uh, a flock of geese gets sucked into both of the jet engines, uh, knocking both of them out. So this 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 plane is just now gliding through the air. And so the captain of the plane, Captain Sullenberger, and his uh, co-pilot uh, Skiles, is that his name? Oh, damn, I, I forgot his name. Anyway, the two of them, they have to figure out what to do. And what they ended up doing was, well, there's the Hudson River in front of us. We're going to do a water landing because we're not going to make it to the airport over in this way. We're not going to make it to the airport over that way. We're not. It's just we just don't won't won't be able to do it. So we got to land on the water, and so that's what Sullenberger did. He put it down on the water, and then everybody snapped into action. Uh, the flight crew people they snapped into action, got everybody out of the planes. The passengers helped out. They helped each other. They 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 made sure that everybody stayed calm. They got out on the wings, and then all the people around in boats and ferry boats and stuff. Got out to the out to the plane and got all the people off of the sink the now sinking plane, and not one person died. There was a few injuries, but not one person died, and it's all alive. And Bill O'Reilly, who at the time had his show on on, the, on Fox News, and he was talking about it, and I think I wrote down his quote because uh, I looked it up. Um, He's talking about this miracle on the Hudson. And he says, uh, just happy somebody up there is looking out for those folks. <laughs> and, and I, of course, somebody up there, I, maybe I'm wrong to assume this, but uh, I believe he means God. And and if that is true, is that who he meant? If that, okay, when did that somebody up there begin looking out for those folks? When did that happen? Because th th that somebody up there wasn't looking out for them in order to stop that th that flock of geese from flying into the jet engines. So, you know, it's, oh, oh, gee whiz, that, that, those, those geese hit that plane. Oh, I was working on the, uh, the next uh, Sunday's uh, football schedule. And, well, you know, he's doing his fantasy football league, which God always wins. Ugh. Anyway, so he, it, it's, oh, I got to save these people. I mean, really, you know, really, what they should be doing is every time a plane lands safely, which happens thousands of times a day all over the planet, that's when they'd be saying, see, God made sure that didn't crash. But no, they, they, they give credit at the end when, uh, you know, everybody survived. Oh, thank God. God. Oh, it's a miracle. God did that. But they don't give blame at the beginning. I, I, it's, it's just, maybe I'm, I don't know, 
Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about or something. It's quite possible. Um, another little interesting tidbit about this uh, this fire, <laughs> the Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I want to say Notre Dame. You know that that's 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 the name of the university in South Bend, Indiana. It's called Notre Dame. I I don't know why they call it Notre Dame and they don't call it Notre Dame. Maybe because they're not French. They're Irish. <laughs> that's the Fighting Irish. But it's Notre Dame. I that's you know, so I keep wanting to say that whenever I'm talking about this, this the cathedral that caught on fire. But one of the things. Um, I saw a story that some woman had said that she could see Jesus in the flames during the fire. When the roof is on fire, she could see Jesus in the flames. In some photographs, she, she, she claims she can see Jesus. Now, of course, class, we all know what that is. It's pareidolia, right? That's, that's seeing patterns where there aren't patterns. Our brains seek patterns. Where, where their brains are hardwired to be able to see patterns even if there aren't patterns. It's just plain noise. It's just snow on a TV screen. It's just clouds in the sky. It's a wood grain on a door. Uh, uh, the, 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 the fur on a dog's ass. We see patterns. In this, in these, in these random noise things, it, it, it's the reason why we are able to see two dots, uh, you know, next to each other with just a little bit of space in between, but they're on the same horizontal line next to each other. Two dots, and below them, a, a half circle going in an in, in up, like the bottom half of a circle centered under those two dots and that looks like a smiling face that is why emojis work we can because we are pattern seeking we see the patterns if we didn't have that ability it'd just be two dots and a, and a curve we wouldn't know what that's supposed to mean but we see the pattern so she somehow sees a pattern of jesus in this in these fires and he's probably making s'mores and you know enjoying the nice fire of the roof and he's thinking you know dad you're right an open-air church that's what we should do in here told them told them 800 years ago but they didn't listen to us so now we're finally getting around to it because you know you know what's 800 years to god right i'll tell you people will believe all kinds of things won't they Yes, they will. Well, would you believe that uh, I have uh, I have one of uh, these? It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be another language thing. And how people spell words. I know. Didn't I learn with woe? Didn't I learn my lesson that, you know, we can spell words any way we want, pronounce them any way we want, because language changes and it, nothing matters. There's no rules. We just do whatever we want. Right, kids? And that's just what we do. Spell, oh, that's the way you want to spell it? Fine. A plus. Spell it whatever way you want. I know, I know. There's nobody advocating that exactly. I'm just being, I'm exaggerating. I'm being hyperbolic for effect. Nevertheless, I've noticed another one, <laughs> and it's just it, it it. There was in one day it happened twice, and then just today I saw it again. 
people do not know how to spell the word y'all. And I don't mean the in the nautical term y'all, the you know part of a mast or whatever the hell they're whatever it's part of the or whatever it means. It's just y'all, the, the, the y a w l, not that y'all. I mean y'all come, you know y'all come to see us now and again and now and then. Wherever it says y'all come, y'all come, y'all come, you know that song, y'all come to see us now and then, so, something like that. that. You know the southern way of taking the words. You all, meaning all of you, you all, you're talking to somebody, you all come on over sometime. Y'all come over. Y'all, you know, y'all take off your shoes and dance in the mud, whatever. Yeah. So you, you can, I've been seeing that contracted incorrectly. Uh, it should be spelled Y apostrophe A-L-L. You're taking the words you all, you're dropping the ooh off of off of you, leaving the y, and you're connecting it to the all, y'all. Okay, that's what you're doing. What people, what I've seen happen three times now this week, is somebody abbreviates it this way: y a apostrophe l l. Now that does not mean you all. That means you will. You will get your homework done. That's what that means. Ya, the slang for you, the Y-A, and will, the, so the, so the L-L is the end of will. You will get it done. You'll get it done. You'll get your work done, or you'll have to face the consequences. That's, that's what that word is. Y'all, Y apostrophe A-L-L. You'll, Y-A apostrophe L-L. You know, you'll be sorry if y'all don't start spelling the words correctly. So that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm not as, pa I'm not as bothered by it as I am with the woe thing. Uh, but at the woe, I'm not gonna. I, all right, I, but you know what? Spell the words any way you want, because well, that's how we do things in Trump's America. <laughs> now you'll stop doing it because you don't like Trump and you're not going to like being said that it's a Trump thing and you're going to, yeah, you're going to be mad at me for saying it's a, okay, never mind. Um, I'm going to take my next break a little bit early because uh, when I get back, I'll have something that I have not done in uh, quite a while. So uh, uh, you're listening to Line Radio. I'll be back for my break uh, shortly. Oops, I hit the pause. <laughs> Why don't I just start that song again? Okay, uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network, and I'll be back shortly. He 
He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, here's the thing that I haven't done in a while. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, because I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. I got that's not true this week. Uh, this was inspired by something I heard on the radio this morning. I've got a lot of paperwork involved with this one. Uh, two sheets. Um, Amy and I were driving into work this morning, or she was driving me into work this morning. We were listening to one of the uh, wacky morning shows. Uh, actually, it's it's not that annoying. It's actually kind of funny here and there, and I, I enjoy the crew. And uh, it's uh, for uh, local station 93X. Um, which is the hard rock station, metal sort of station here in the Twin Cities. I don't listen to the music on it because I don't particularly care for it, but I listen to the morning guys. And it's a, it's a couple, it's a two or three dudes and two or three gals, and you know they 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 there's the, there's two fellows that are that are sort of the the main hosts, and then the rest of them sort of fill out the morning crew cast sort of thing. And uh, one of the guys who seems to be more of the the main host of the two guys that are the main guys, the, the one that's a little more main than the other two, and don't ask for their names because I don't know what they are, um, he was, um, uh, he told the story of, uh, to creep out the, the, the two younger women that, that are on the crew, about, about a man, as he said, in China. Who had his conjoined twin on the back of his head? You know, like in Harry Potter and the, and the Sorcerer's Stone. You know, that Voldemort was on the back of the head of uh, Professor Quirrell. <gasps> Sorry, did I spoil that for you? <laughs> the movie's only like what, twenty years old. Uh, anyway, so um, he's talking about that, and they're saying, "No, no, no, it's true. He had this 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 face, and the the, the, the twin was on the back of his head, just the face." Was was there and and it ne- it didn't talk or anything, but it would cry and laugh, and and it would tor- torment him, 
and so they talk about that's what they talked about. So they this is you know they looked it up on the internets, and I heard one of them say it's true. It's they they saw the thing. It's true, and uh, uh, and they did acknowledge it's on the internet. You know, it must be true. They did a, that that sarcastic thing, and you know. It's just because it's on the internet doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but you know they were being sarcastic. They were saying it's on the internet, it's, so it must be true. You know that thing, and um, and I I suspect they found exactly what they found. Uh, there's a there's a picture of a um, of a man in profile, and uh, to the left is his is the is the normal face. Uh, of the guy, and it's not uh, it's not a bad-looking guy. And on the back of his head is this kind of munched-in face that's just right back at the lower part of the skull, just going up. You know, the eyes line up almost exactly, and the forehead's almost. Not, but this face is a little munched in a little, and you see it in, in profile. And it's like okay, and there's a little blurb at the bottom. So uh, when I heard this on the radio, I thought, eh, I'm not buying it. And we, Amy and I, we talked about it later, and she's, we do agree that maybe the, they were playing it a little bit because, you know, urban legends are good radio. And, uh, it's sell, and, and selling them as though they're true is even better radio. That's what they think anyway. So, but I looked into it to find out what exactly was going on here. So I found the picture. And the blurb written under it says, uh, Edward Mordrake was reportedly the 19th century heir to an English peerage. He had an extra face on the back of his head, which could neither uh, eat nor speak, although it could laugh or cry. Uh, uh, Edward begged doctors to have his, quote-unquote, demon head removed because supposedly it whispered horrible things to him at night but no doctor would attempt it he committed suicide at the age of 23 23 the magical number 23 actually it means nothing well i went i took to the internets to to see what like i could find and it turns out it's not true um it wasn't a chinese fellow as you see, I read he was an English fellow. At least that's the, the story. 19th century guy. Wasn't Chinese. And that's how these stories can go. They, they, they take on their own little life as they start to permeate through the world. And so it might be Chinese. And maybe they thought it was Chinese. I'll, I'll put a link to this picture with the uh, information, with that little blurb I just read to you. And you'll you can see where maybe you think that it might be Chinese as the hairstyle looks, you know, it's possible that maybe that's why that he remembered it being that way. But you know, the feet, you know, maybe. But uh, it's just it's just how he talked about it. So anyway, so Snopes had a lot of information on this. That's right, Snopes.com. But I looked into other places and I found. I found videos uh, that, you know, they do that annoying thing where they have some kind of computerized voice reading the script. And they're, they're better than they used to be, but it's still annoying to have this computerized voice reading the script. I mean, ugh, it's just, anyway, so. But they would just be telling pretty much the same story that, of information that I found on the Snopes page uh, of the legend and where this legend came from. So, um,. Got some stuff to read to you here. Uh, this first bit is where this 
is 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 the what's what Snopes was able to trace back, or somebody else. Snopes was just writing up about it. Uh, it was another person that was able to trace this back um, to this one particular person named. I got the name here somewhere. Uh, let's see. The historian, the science historian Alex uh, Bosey, I think that's how he says his name, traced the text to a syndicated newspaper article written in 1895 by Charles Lowton Hildreth. Uh, let's see. It describes other oddities of human deformities, uh, claims found, and, the, and this Hildreth fellow was claiming that this information was found uh, in the Royal Scientific Society uh, archives, but no, there's nothing. There's nothing in the Royal Society's the uh, Royal Scientific Society's history archives about any of these people, these other, these other deformities that this fellow describes. And here's here's what uh, um, the guy mentions. Uh, let's see. Among the cases, Hildreth details are fish woman of uh, Lincoln. And that's a young woman whose legs from the hips downward were covered in with shiny scales and terminated in the most exact tails of fish. So, you know, mermaid. Uh, there's a half-human, half-crab whose hands and feet end in enormous hard-shelled claws. Uh, and uh, there's the melon child of Radnor. Um, he had a head the size and color of a melon with no perceptible organs of sense except a vertical slit for a mouth. There was Mr. Punis of uh, Stratton. He had uh, feet where his hands should be, and vice versa. Uh, there was the four-eyed man of Cricklade, who had uh, see two sets of eyes, one above the other. Jackass Johnny was cursed with a pair of enormous long furry ears exactly like those of an ass. And then there was the Norfolk spider, uh, this was a monstrous thing that crawled upon its belly with six haired, six hairy jointed legs with claws and a human head. Um, uh, now, this, this, uh, this all comes from the article that's on Snopes, uh, this article that's put together by a fellow named uh, David Emery. But what I'm quoting there is from one of their sources, from one of the sources they get to. So I'll link to this on the show notes on dimland.com. Go to the, go there, click on the blog option, you'll find the show notes, and you'll be able to read much more fully about this stuff. I'm just pulling out some of this. So so this guy that tells the story of the fellow with the face on the front of his head and on the back of his head, or you know, you know, this guy also told about these other critters, and he was he wrote fiction. Uh, so then, uh, then there's this other um, a book of of, of uh, anomalies and curiosities of medicine, and it was published in 1896, and it does have lots of documented actual cases of stuff like the the Elephant Man, Joseph Merrick. He's he's in there. Uh, they cover that, but then they, they cover this story of uh, this Mordrake fellow. And they give all the, the details about it, and they say it comes from lay sources. Well, the lay sources go back to this fellow Charles Lowton Hildreth. It goes back to him. Uh, so it's um, I won't read through all that, but it's it's, it's just describing uh, this in more detail what that blurb talked about in the in the in the meme that's going around about this guy. Then there's uh, from Snopes. This is written from Snopes. Now, there is an actual condition 
that is similar to this. Uh, okay, there does exist a real medical condition. It's craniopagus parasiticus, uh, whose symptoms bear a very basic resemblance to those described in this case. It's an extremely rare condition in conjoined twins wherein one of the pair is undeveloped and less than fully functional, hence parasitic, and takes the form of a vestigial head attached to the cranium of the autocystic, that's the dominant twin. Uh, according to a 2016 case report, there have only been 10 or fewer recorded cases of craniopagus parasiticus in history, of which only three survived past birth and were documented in the literature. Uh, of those three, two died before the age of two, despite surgical attempts to save the life of the autocystic twin. The third, known famously as the two-headed boy of Bengal, lived to be four years old and was reported to be in good health until he was bitten by a cobra and died. So that one might have survived, but it's not exactly the same condition that was here. There is another uh, condition that is talked about in the Snopes article. Uh, the article says, Alternatively, it has been suggested that Mordrake, that's the guy that had the head on the, the face on the back of his head, might have suffered instead from a congenital defect known as uh, diporsopus, or cranial facial duplication, in which facial features are duplicated to a greater or lesser extent on other areas of the head. In the rarest cases, the full face is duplicated. The mechanisms behind this deformity aren't fully understood, although many researchers believe it to be another rare form of conjoined twinning. Although somewhat more common than craniopagus uh, parasiticus, with just under 50 instances documented since the mid-19th century, uh, diporsopus, I hope I get that right, or diporsopus, um, has a similarly poor survival rate with most cases ending in stillbirth. So that's from Snopes. Uh, okay, so so this guy who had this evil head on the back, you see, not only would this the thing laugh or cry, but it would whisper to him at night and tell him evil things, only the kinds of things you would hear in hell, what I think was something that they said there. And, and, and it... It just tormented this guy until he committed suicide and when, at age of 23. And he, 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 by his body, he had left a note stating his wishes that his head be destroyed so that this thing on the back would not continue to torment him in the afterlife. But uh, the fact that this guy existed uh, with, a, you know, with a twin sister... Yeah, that's they thought it was a female, which that does not happen. Conjoined twins are always the same sex; that they're they're identical. They're not they're not going to be fraternal twins. They're not going to be a different sex. So, so this guy living around in the 19th century with another face on the back of his head that talked him into killing himself. It, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm Uh, 
let's see. Now, normally at about this time of the show, I do my three cool things. Um, I'm not going to do a three cool things this week. I wanted to address one of the cool things from last week and my Dimland Radio Science hero from last week, Dr. Katie Bowman. Uh, she's the young woman who uh, uh, played a vital role in being able to get a photograph of a black hole. More than one. They took one black hole out there, way out there in the in the M87 galaxy, and the one that's in the center of our galaxy. But they took pictures of both. They just went with the the one out there because it's I don't know more pleasing picture to show. I'm sure they're they're studying both. We'll see. Uh, I think they've even released both pictures. Um, but we'll take a look at them and, and see them now. The reason I'm bringing this up is. You know, the internet. I'm telling you, <laughs> there. It's the the internet is where a certain segment of people just flourish, and they just this. Now these, well, these have got to be guys. They got to be males, and they they because they have a real problem with 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 Dr. Katie Bowman getting any kind of credit here. You know, oh no, she did. She didn't have that big a part of it. It was just a little part of it. She didn't. Have, she was. You know, they just do that because the media wants to pump this just women thing. You know, it's oh, good. And I swear that's what they sound like. That's got to be what they sound like, right? And and it's it's like if it had been a man that you know, a, a same age computer scientist. Come up with this algorithm with these guys. Be saying, well, you know, he wasn't the only one that was part of it. You know, I mean, I talked about it last week. It was, you know, it was Katie, and she had. There was a quite a team of people. Like two hundred people worked on this. She wasn't the only one, but she had a vital part in it, and it was, you know, it was important. And why the hell not? <laughs> you know, why not tout her? You know, there was it, this this pushback happens in other podcasts on this on the Skeptics Guide to the Universe. Uh, uh, Bob Novella had this segment for a while there, and I think he still does it every now and then, called uh, you know Forgotten Heroes of, of Science, and he'll talk, he'll do a profile of somebody in in, in the world of science that uh, that isn't a household name, and he got complaints from people from these same ones that they apparently they listen to the SGU but they don't pay attention, you know they're 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 not they're they're twisting and turning to keep their narrative alive, even though they're listening to a show that's about skepticism and all that, and they're not paying close attention because they get mad that that Bob kept profiling women. You only do women. You only do women. And then Bob looked back at the numbers of the forgotten heroes that he's done, forgotten superheroes yeah, that he's done, and he saw that the the percentage of women that he profiled was very low. It's like maybe... I'm not even sure what the number was. It was, I don't know, 20%. And he says, thanks, guys, for bringing it up because i got to do more. i got to have more women. <laughs> so they it backfired on them. we got to profile more. You know, I want to say to these guys, you know, women are allowed to do great things. You know, they can do great things, too. You know, it's not just a man's thing, and they can do great things in all kinds of every and every endeavor that they want to put themselves in uh, to uh, to do. They can do great things. Okay, stop being assholes. All right, because I'm I'm sure I'm not going to stop them. But you know, it, they, give them some credit, and and again, stop being assholes. 
Good night, Frau Doktor. Good night, Frau Blucher. And I've made it to the end of another show where almost the last word is asshole, except for this stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Remember to be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and don't be an asshole. And um, uh, remember also to sleep with the lights off. And I'll see you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, I'm going to hell.